I had to do a lot of push-ups. And I was yelled at a lot. I, I, they made you do push-ups for oh, your Oh, yes. Yes. What? Yes, they did. <laughs> I almost feel like you're f***ing with me. This no, is I'm not, so crazy. I'm, I'm not f***ing with you. It was like, I, they, they, you know, I, I, had, I, had, I had a book by Caravaggio. And like, this is fine art. This is, this is not what we do. Do you think that that was so traumatic that that's why you don't make art? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, because I, I, I don't have the kind of, uh, the kind of um, uh, you know. Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza, and today my guest is Mario Vasquez, legendary uh, art. <laughs> uh, well, you're curating, too. I'm, I'm a curator and an art writer. And you're an art writer. Yeah, I do, an art critic, yeah. Nice. How, where, where do you write? Um, I freelance, so like, uh, where have you gotten to write? I've uh, artillery, uh, mostly art and cake, and then a couple of online um, uh, journals. So, yeah, that's cool. I didn't, I did not realize that, but I see you. Like, you're one of the people that I see most often when I go out to see art. Oh, yeah. You're pretty diligent, and you have the um, Mario's Art World. Mario's Art World. Yeah, that's my Instagram feed. And then, how many t times a week do you get out to like? I go there almost every, practically every weekend. Every um, weekend. Yeah, practically every weekend. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of times it's Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. And occasionally if there's a, you know, I'll go to a museum once in a while and I'll post uh, museum shows that I go to like, like any, any, like any day, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Do you ever get burnt out and like just stop going entirely? Because that's, my perception is that you don't. No. And you know, it's so funny. Um. Because I was cleaning out some stuff from my room, and I, I realized I've been going for almost 20 years. Wow. Yes. Doing, doing... Going, going to gallery uh, uh, openings and going, going to, and it, it, I'll tell you, it is, it's definitely changed yeah. immensely for the last 20 years. But uh, In what ways? Um, first of all, the, the, the galleries back when I started were much more concentrated in their locations. Like, uh, like for example, uh, most of the galleries were either in Chinatown. Can you pull this closer? Oh, to oh you? sure, sure. Here we yeah, go. Pull it closer to you. So there you we go. Sits yeah. Uh, a lot of times they were in Chinatown. Uh huh. Chinatown was a big hub when I started, and then uh, Bergam so that was Ber twenty years ago. That was twenty years ago. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Bergamont Station, Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember those those were the spots. Yeah, those were definitely the spots. So those two uh hubs were the places to go. And so I would I would go to, you know, I would be on a mailing list by um by by a by like a Yahoo uh one of these Yahoo lists listservs. Mm -hmm. And I would get a list of the gallery openings that were happening that particular weekend. Or that particular week, and um, it was run by Megan Geckler. Okay. Uh, um, so she would she would run the 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 listserv, and I would get an email every single week of all the listings and everything. Plus, LA Weekly on top of that, the mm. old LA Weekly. Uh, so I would have a pretty good sense of what was happening um, over the week, over the weekend. So now you have to like do more stops, different hit one spot, hit one like it's yeah. more. Yes, and not only that, I, I can't go to everything now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, that's rough. It is it is impossible now because so much is happening. It's it's not unusual now to have you know uh, you know twenty thirty openings in one weekend. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So 
I actually have to kind of plan things out like strategically on how, how, where I'm going to go. So I use, now I use apps. There's two, there's two principal apps that I use. I use Curate LA mm. and Seesaw. Okay. And I use both those apps and uh, Seesaw, the nice thing about Seesaw is that it'll give you a map of all the openings that are happening. So I'm like, okay, well, today I think I'm going to hit um, mostly downtown. So I'll do downtown openings. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, if it's a show I really want to see, but I'm not going to be able to go, I'll go, I'll do, I'll go, I'll go to the gallery early, mm -hmm. like before the opening, check it out and everything, enjoy the work, and then go to my, my schedule my um my agenda for that for that particular day for mostly saturdays saturdays yeah. Yeah. so then and then sundays you just is a day of rest for you yes sundays are a nice day of rest i mean i'll go i'll go get brunch i'll go to like a, a skylight books or i'll mm. go to like a book soup or i'll go you know i'll do some, I'll do something like that maybe you know maybe do a little bit of some errands here and there and stuff and, yeah do you are you an avid reader like what what kind of stuff are you reading well, I, I, I read a lot of art, but I've been reading a lot of fiction lately. And, okay. and a couple of years ago, I made, a, I made a resolution that I was going to start reading fiction. So I'm in a book club that meets the last Tuesday of every month at Skylight Books. It's oh, called, cool. it's, they're called the Coyotes. <laughs> and uh, and they, they, they choose a book every month. And so that's, that's, what I, that's what I, that was a nice thing for me to... Um, to uh to fulfill my new year's resolution yeah yeah mm. no that's cool yeah. uh especially like when you read something and it can be very frustrating to have no one to share it with yes <laughs> just exactly like, i just read this amazing book and you sound maybe like a crazy person because yeah. you're like it, it's so disjointed when you retell the book yeah but like yeah or even books that you don't like yeah, yeah. you know i mean not every book that they choose is something that i like that i that i would normally read but it kind of forces me to look at something new and something different and and explore uh you know sort of a a, a new uh new genre of, of books and stuff so nice yeah nice so then okay let's get back in because obviously you live a very specific life where you are uh, devoted to art but you're not you're not an art maker right no no no, no okay no. so I'm... then let's go way way back okay time machine <laughs> Uh, where'd you grow up? You were you born in in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, I was okay. born in the U.S. I grew up in Chino. In Chino, okay. So you are uh, an Angelino or like G Greater Los Angeles yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. When when I was growing up, it was kind of funny because uh, where I lived was considered to be in the sticks. I mean, yeah, we yeah. were we were small town. Whenever someone's, you know, I said I'm from Chino. They would go, ooh, because of the cows. There were so many, there were so many dairies out there. Uh -huh. And my dad was a was a truck driver. He was a hay hauler. So he would buck hay um, and make a very good living. And he would go, you know, to all the dairies either around Chino or Imperial Valley, or sometimes uh, during the summer he would go out to um, out to Northern California and haul grapes. But most of the time he would be bucking hay. And mm -hmm. that was his. That was his job. Bucking hay is just collecting it and selling it, or um, basically he would he would be you know um, putting all the stacking the hay on his truck, okay. and then delivering it from where they would distribute the hay 
to the various dairies that that make the orders and everything. Okay, yeah. so that's the the bucking is that's the verb of that. Like, yeah, it's, it's called it's, hay, <laughs> hay bucking. Yes, I love yes, that. It was hay that's bucking. So, so niche. Yes, <laughs> it's very specialized. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, and then like, all right, and then when did you start? Because I mean, you're saying you you said you're doing this for twenty years. Yeah, that's I, like I look I look a lot. I, I'm I'm a lot older than I look. Okay. Okay. But then, uh, but then, when did you start getting curious about art? Like, what did you, you did you study to be a curator uh, or no? No, no. no. Here, here, what what happened was, um, I graduated from high school, and um, and then I went to Mount San Antonio College, Mount Sac, mm -hmm. for my first uh, year. I only was there one year, and then I transferred to UC Riverside. But I was I was working to transfer out of Mount Sac. And um, I went to my college counselor and, you know, she had a list of the classes that I had to take in order for me to transfer. And she said, you know, you should take, you should take art history. I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> art history? Oh, yeah. All you do is just look at pictures all day, all day <laughs> and it's really easy and I think you'll like it. And so that is what started everything. That one moment when I decided to take an art history course um, as part of my prerequisites for me to transfer to UC Riverside um, was that moment. Otherwise, if I decided, no, you know what? I, I, I would take, I'll, I'll do something else. Who knows what I, what I would have ended up doing or, yeah, or anything. Yeah. And, but even before that, even in high school, I had kind of a passing, um, passing interest in art. Um, my mom would take me to the LA County Museum of Art and we would we would go and we would see the the what was what's now it's not longer there anymore the Amazon Pavilion and the um and see the uh the the contemporary and the modern art collection um I remember going and seeing the uh you know th there was this exhibition called uh by Ludwig Meidner who was a German expressionist who 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 painted all these apocalyptic landscapes mm -hmm. and so i i had it and and then also you know i remember going on on the bus one time because we were going to some kind of retreat um in high school and i found a brochure from someone who had gone to um like a field trip to the la county museum of art and it was for called it was it was for the exhibition called this the spiritual and abstract art and i'm like whoa this is really cool it's, look it's these artists and it was Ken, Kandinsky and Sursu yeah. and Surser and 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 Jackson Pollock and and Rothko and I was like wow this is really interesting it's really cool and you know while I was in high school I was in I was in drama but also I was in kind of the literary circles as well too I contributed to the literary journal I was a poet so I was kind of in the arts yeah, yeah. Scene. I mean, yeah, yeah. You just hadn't found how much you enjoyed, enjoyed like painting the, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. visual arts yet and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It was I was much more into reading uh, Chekhov and Dostoevsky <laughs> and uh, and the and Russian uh, Russian short stories and poetry. And so that was my that was my my big thing. And we would my friends and I we would all go to this coffee place in in Old Town Pasadena called the E Bar. And it was, it was in a in an alley. You would go down an alley. You wouldn't be able to see it. Maybe you'd be able to hear it, but you wouldn't be able to see it. 
you would go down the alley, you would make a right turn, and all of a sudden there was this coffee place, and there was a bookstore right next door, and it was a really cool place. So that's where we would hang out and stuff. That was in high school? This was in high school. Oh, cool. This was in high school, yeah. So that was my my high school, you know, arts, uh, uh, you know, I was into the arts, but I wasn't into the visual arts yet until I took that art history class. My first year of at Mount Santa. What was uh, what was the the range for that art history? It was Renaissance to modern. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, we didn't we didn't cover the medieval, but we covered the Renaissance to the modern, and it was a very the teacher was a very flamboyant guy. It was like like imagine if Liberace had taught art history. Okay, that, very, I mean, that's very easy to imagine. Very like oh my god, oh my god, you yeah. know, and and he would look at the Brooks like oh god. How could you like this? This is a wedding cake turned inside out. The Brooks? The bro- the Rococo. Oh, the, bro- oh, the Rococo. The, okay. the Rococo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's like, the Baroque, I, the Baroque was, was brilliant. And then you got to the Rococo, and it was it was like a, a wedding cake turned inside out. Oh, God. And then he would. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was the thing that first hit you? Like, that was what was the, the it, movement that really got you? I, it was probably the Baroque. The, the Caravaggio okay. was the big, 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 my big, my first favorite artist. Also, I also like Mantegna and Antonio Mantegna. So I like the Venetian Renaissance, um, but I really got into the Car- Caravaggio and the and the, the and the um, and the the, the Caravaggios. So yeah. where 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 was he based out of? He, he, what he city was, state was he in? I think he was. Um, I think he was born in. I want to say Milan, and then he went to Rome. Okay. And then uh, he got he was in he was in Rome for a while, and then he got in trouble. He uh, he got in he got in a, f- a fight over a tennis match, and he <laughs> he knifed someone. He killed Jesus. them. Yeah, yeah. He Caravaggio was 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 a bad. He was a gangster, you know. And and you know he was. He was known to kind of hang out with the pretty boys. So, you know, it's kind of like code for he was probably gay. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but he, he got in a fight. He had a temper and he got in a fight with this over a tennis match and everything, stabbed someone. He had to flee Rome and then he went down to Naples and he went down to Sicily. Oh, so he went like real gangster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he might... fled. He was on the run for a while. He was on the run. And well, Naples and Sicily, I mean, yeah. like those are like they they speak their own languages. Yeah, you yeah. know, they, they, I wouldn't be surprised if he had some connections with the like like the mafioso or something well, like that. All of, I mean, the Medici were like the Medici were a hundred percent a mafia family. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you the did Borgia, not, yeah. you did not cross any of those families at all. Yeah, you know, you just gotta be. <laughs> well, that's why I was confused, like because I know I know the name Caravaggio, but I was in Florence for a while and I just didn't remember. Um, who did, what do you know okay so then uh caravaggio th- that yeah. that was the first one yeah what is like uh now as you are you know we can also obviously hit other highlights for you on the way mm-hmm. but i kind of want to get a sense of like do you like is there a curatorial philosophy like what are you interested when you put you you have like let's plug the show Yes. You have a show at mission uh, L- la mission college la mission college yes um that's opening on september 12th Okay, yeah. The so opening... this this Tuesday, because this is coming out the Sunday before. Yes. So I mean, we're recording it like. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> this no Tuesday day. is the opening for my for the show that I'm curating called on uh, called Strange Reality. Okay. And it's a um it the opening is from five to five to nine o'clock. Okay. 
So the nice thing, and it's a Tuesday night, which, you know, and it's in Silmar. The LA Mission College is in Silmar. It's, it's near the corner of Eldridge and Hubbard. So if you're coming from Pasadena or Glendale, take the 210 freeway, you get off on Hubbard, make a ride on Hubbard. You'll see Eldridge. We can skip the directions. Okay, but um, <laughs> but the 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 way I oh God the the I don't necessarily have a curatorial philosophy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something like well, I, I I like to kind of challenge myself and kind of when I when I think of shows to do, I I can either construct a a narrative theme. Or I can get artists together, like a whole list of artists, and kind of weave something, a narrative or something mm. from there. This one was kind of a hybrid of both. Um, I had a theme based on the movie, the 1995 movie called Strange Days. With Ray- Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Strange- remember when that movie came out. Yeah, that movie was I mean, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Written by is James the, Cameron. That's it, Catherine Bigelow is the Point Break lady. Yep. Oh, okay. She's the director, and, and, and then she did uh, uh, the Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker, she which did, yeah. yeah, she won the Academy Award yeah, for. Yeah. Um, so and that was like the she was the first woman to win an Academy Award. Yeah, for first, directing. For, right? di- for yeah. directing, yeah. So this was a movie that she directed with Ray Fiennes, Angela Bassett, Juliette Lewis, um, Tom Sizemore. Yeah, yeah. And it was a L.A. noir speculative fiction um, movie about it came out in 1995 and they were imagining what new year's eve 1999 would be like in in la and there was a there was a technology called squid superconducting um quantum interference device which was basically it? It I I know. I know, this, dude. I know, I've, this, I know the movie. I, I know I the could movie be... like the back of my hand. <laughs> this was this is, and 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 I was watching it a couple months ago, and this was like, oh, this would be a great theme for for a group show because a lot of the stuff that we that was speculated that was speculated then have actually has actually come true. So like what? Because they because the main thing in the in the movie we like the main conceit is that there's this technology where you can record memories yeah and then there's like a really fun scene in it where a, a guy is like i think it's even the first scene where a guy's like touching himself like wearing yeah. the thing and and yes. then it turns out that he's he's like experiencing a woman having an orgasm yes. like it's it's not so much that yet um <laughs> i i would i you know i would say oh, maybe but, but, it, but there is some of that like it's heading that way you think i i, I think i think so i think it's possible that we may have some kind of um, way of of connecting with um, with some kind. Of, I mean, we already have VR. Yeah, yeah. And so all that needs to be done with VR is is connect to the brain, the brain waves, and everything. And before you know it, you're not only uh, fighting, let's say your com- your 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 competitor, but you're also feeling the punches as mm-hmm. well too. So we're not. I don't think we're too far from that. But I mean, I do think that there's been stuff with like brains where you can, I, I, I don't know, I'm, I can't cite it, but I do think that there's also been stuff like with memory recording or dream recording or something like that. I yeah. don't, I don't remember that. It remind that, did you also watch uh, Until the End of the World, the, the William Hurt movie, which is sort of related, which is people recording their dreams? No, I've not seen that. Oh, that okay. Looks... It's pretty cool too. I, I, I recommend. But anyway, back to uh, Strange Days. Strange Days, Yes. So, you know, as far as the racial conflict, as far as the, you know, what happened in 2020, 
uh, the, you know, the breakdown of, of society, a lot of the stuff that was being portrayed in 1995, speculated in 19, uh, what 19 is now 2020, 2021, 2022. So I was like, this, a lot of this, you know, has come to fruition. I'd like to do maybe a group show that it kind of expo- explores this idea. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was getting the artists together and there were artists that I wanted to get that didn't quite match the, the, the theme. And I was like, you know, okay, let's, let's, let's get these artists together. And instead of strange days, strange reality might be a good idea Mm -hmm. because the idea of reality is, is always a, is now much more questioned now than it has been ever in the past. And artists have always questioned reality. Um, the first group show I ever curated was called Seance. Mm-hmm. And um, part of that was the idea that, that artists like to reveal what is hidden, what is, what is there, and what may be invisible. And, and, and I explored the idea of the uncanny, which, yeah. is, which is something that Mike Kelly, the late artist, um, explored heavily in his work. Uncanny Valley or just uncanny? Un- the uncanny, which is... Just like strange. Yeah, strange. Something okay. where that is familiar, but it's not. Okay. So I was like, instead of strange days, let's do strange reality. So mm-hmm. that's, how the, that's how the idea of the, of the group show came about. Mm-hmm. And so I got together, you know, 12 artists. Um, we've interviewed one of them, or I, we've, I have interviewed one of them, uh, uh, Emily Silver. Yes, Emily Silver is one of the one of the uh, one of the artists that's going to be in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey Kaufman is one in the show. Um, John Polipchik, Jim Shaw. Um, John is is he actually found a a a, a um, oh god uh, some 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 drawings from the Royal Art Lodge that have not been seen in over 20 years. What's the Royal Art Lodge? Okay, the Royal Art Lodge was a group of friends in the 1990s and early 2000s. They were a collective. And what they would do on Fridays and Saturday nights is one person would start a drawing, and then they would pass it over to the next person, and, mm. um, and they would do the drawing, and then they would go. It was kind of like an exquisite cadaver, yeah. um, uh, except they would... They would each contribute to the drawing itself, and they would call themselves the Royal Art Lodge. It was a club, collective. Uh, John Polipchik was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcel Zama was okay. in it. So, and there was, and they were based in Winnipeg, Canada. And in two thousand three, I think it was, they had a a show at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. So like twenty years ago. Yeah, literally. twenty. Yeah, twenty years ago. <laughs> like when you started. When I started, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so th- this this work has not been shown since. Uh-huh. And so he 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 found out he found these drawings, and so we're gonna have the Royal Art Lodge part of, as part of the show. That's cool, man. Yeah. So so then, what um, what draws you? Like what the pieces that didn't quite fit in you know, that you really wanted to include. What, what were they about and what did they contribute that maybe, I mean, maybe this is too, too hard to explain. It, it really is. Because you had, you had like he, a basic premise and then you were like, I want to include this. Maybe the process of like being flexible mm-hmm. is, is something I want to uh, explore. And that's one of the reasons why I changed the, 
the theme was yeah. strange reality because it's such a broad theme. Yeah, yeah. A lot of different art and a lot of art can fit in that, that, um, that theme. Mm-hmm. So that's why I changed it from strange days to strange reality because the, um, because artists have always questioned reality, especially the 20th yeah. century, 20th century, be- actually beginning in the 19th century into the 20th and now the 21st century. So I almost have three centuries, three centuries of reality reconfiguring by reconfigurated by the artists. Do you have any historical examples of like of that uh, that reconfiguration of, um, of reality? Well, I can think of like uh, Picasso. Okay. Um, if you know, one can look at an object but can only see one side of that object, right? Mm-hmm. Picasso said, "You know what? Let's see all sides all at once." Yeah. So that so right there, you know, you see you see you may see one side. But now you see multiple sides or multiple perspectives all in one canvas, one in one in one flat canvas. So uh-huh. he basically said, reality is 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 not just one perspective; is multiple perspectives being seen in one um, one one view, one painting, one work. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Uh, do you, what do you like to write about when you write? If you it, it like and and actually also how do you pitch articles like do you do you go to people and you're like uh, hey this is the premise or do you write the whole thing and then just submit it? Um, what I first what I like what I like about writing about uh, exhibitions is that um, first of all I will randomly choose something. It's not something I have any kind of preconceived um, notion or idea before I go in. So I walk into a gallery and right there, I'm like, I want to write about this yeah. because it's something that I like a lot. And so based on that, then I will go to my, the editor um, and says, I want to write about this. Here's, here's, what, here's what I think about the show. This is what the show's about. It's at this gallery. It's up until the, um, the state. And, uh, and, and that's, that's basically how I pitch it. And they either say yay or nay. A lot of times they say, they say yay, but you know, occasionally they'll say no, and you yeah. know, it's not something that we want to do. And then, you know, sometimes I'll just put on my blog. I'll Man, just, I'll just I'm write on my scheming. blog. I'm scheming. I'm such a such a dishonest actor. I was like immediately like, oh, okay, so I can maybe try to get this guy to write something for my show. <laughs> 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 like immediately, I was like, oh, that's how that works. So no, I mean that that's interesting because you, I mean, I know that you hear people. I I like I really do not know very much about the whole press scene, but it seems like, it seems like it's it seems nice to it seems comforting to know that you're not like, um, being assigned things that you don't want to write about. You know, you you basically yeah. you you jump in because that that's the freelance side of it. Yeah, that's the freelance. Um, that's what I like about being freelance is that I I have that freedom to choose the exhibits that I, and the shows that I want to go. to. Do you, do, you, do you write only about exhibits or do you write like uh, broader things about art history? Occasionally I'll write something about, um, about the art world and about, um, about art itself, mm-hmm. uh, about um, career, um, career advice, you know, or like about, the, about certain ideas of the, of, that are, that are sort of permeating. Like I did write something about um, curating. Mm-hmm. But the idea of curating, because that word is now abused so much. I yeah, mean, yeah. I've seen, you know, uh, 
like uh, fashion, uh, uh, you know, fashion designer says, I curated this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you didn't really curate it, did you? I mean, it's or like cooks and chefs saying, I curated this meal or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's such an abused uh, term <laughs> that that's out of the art world and everything that I kind of like to keep it in the art world, but it's 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 everywhere. So, <laughs> so what do you what do you think? Like, what would be the parameters for curation for you? Just exclusively art related. Yeah, that's basically what I what I do as far as I curate art. I yeah, curate yeah. art shows and exhibitions. Um, so would be would would like making a playlist be curation? No, <laughs> now I'm yeah curating. yeah that's that is that is an <laughs> that, example yeah, that of something that you hate. Yeah, <laughs> that just makes me cringe. Yeah, you yeah. know. It's like you, yes, you're choo- you're choosing your your choices and everything like that. I'm so but delighted you, we got to your pet peeves. But this did, is awesome. But <laughs> did you really curate it? I mean, is it is there like a theme? Is there some is there some thought in it? Yeah. Or it's just something that you like. Yeah. And and that is a lot of times it's just something that you like. That used to be something that used to be called making a mixtape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a mixtape. It's just a mixtape. No tape. one was ever like the Gen Xers were ever like, I curated this mixtape for you. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I just made this mi- mixtape. Yeah, Here yeah. it is. I I, I just did That's this. That's a fair m- point. <laughs> yeah. That is I think that I think that, that also comes like it's also you know that there, there was a there was an era where people were like curators of content, yes. you know, and then like literally were just stealing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You they're know, curators. Like Everything's a curator, or yeah, they're curated. Yeah, yeah. Everything you know, from like you said, like uh, song lists to uh, dishes to uh, you know, you just name it. Everything is curated, but it's not curated. It's just stuff that you like, you know, and it's just a mixtape. There's no thought that goes into it yeah i'm i'm also interested in like as someone who is burdened by the need to make art and you're also you're obviously burdened by your obsession i mean not in a negative way but like Mm -hmm. you you don't have a choice right like you you i don't think any like anybody can really question that you like it's a it's a problem that you have to you know (laughs) but but um but but i find that interesting where where do you draw the line of like i just find the passion and the commitment so fascinating and that mm-hmm. you're not all, not also an art maker did you ever try did you ever have any interest in it you know believe it or not i um i went to the army and i went to the army art school oh so you did you did study art so you you do make stuff no i don't <laughs> and the thing is is this when when i i i Back to college, believe it or not. I, I, I went to UC Riverside, and I went there for one year. And then my parents divorced. I had no money at all to go back to school. Yeah. So I enlisted in the Army as an Army reservist. So I can get the GI benefits, and I could pay for my college and pay for my school without having to go to my dad, who was, having, who was trying to you know, hide money from my mom, and my mom trying to get money from my dad. I mean, it was just yeah, a big, yeah, yeah. messy, messy divorce and everything. So, um, so I went to the army, went to boot camp and everything. And my MOS, which is a, which stands for Military Occupa- Occupational Skill, was a 25 Quebec, which is a graphic documentation specialist. 
Okay. And you can only imagine what an army art school is like. It 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 is just. I want to hear be in those crits. <laughs> oh my god, man! I, With a drill sergeant, there is no imagination. <laughs> it it was just like you know if if I didn't if I didn't draw if I didn't um if I didn't draw the um the 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 portrait to to you know um to what it looked like exactly on the picture and stuff i let's put this way i was much more modern in my art mm -hmm. than they wanted me to yeah yeah and so, i <laughs> i had a lot i had to do a lot of push-ups and i was yelled at a lot i i they made you do push-ups oh your art? yes Yes. What? Yes, they did. I almost feel like you're fucking with me. This no, is I'm not. So crazy. I'm, I'm not fucking with you. It was like I, they, they, you know, I, I had, I had, I had a book by Caravaggio, and like this is fine art. This is, this is not what we do. And and they, oh my god, it was. Wait, so you were supposed to be making signs? Like was like, it more like, graphic design? Yeah, it was graphic. Okay. It was graphic. Right. It was gra gra graphic design. So I had to do a lot of rendering and a lot of like realistic rendering and everything like that because that's and i did a lot of uh design and you would work. give him a cubist <laughs> yeah i would give him a more like a german expressionist yeah, kind yeah, of like, like, a like all fucked up you know and <laughs> i made i made the i made the portrait of the of the of the officer look a lot more modern that they wanted me to and mm -hmm. everything and i you know, um, and so, I, they, they flunked me out my first, my first, the first round. So I had to go back and do it over again. But I did it twice. How many years was that? It, it wasn't so many. Uh, well, the training itself was originally supposed to be uh, two months and ended up be four months. Oh, okay. Because I, because I, I failed, you know, I, I do, was, do you think that that was so traumatic that that's why you don't make art? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't have the kind of, uh, the kind of, um, uh, you know, I don't have that much confidence in my, in my artistic ability. Yeah. If it, you know, and so, yeah, I, it, and then when I got back and everything, I had this, you know, this military occupational, occupational skill. And I got back to my unit and everything, and one week in a month, and I didn't. I maybe used it once in the eight years I was in the in the service, and so. But then, were, were you able to study art history in the like while you were in the military? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So, so I, this was just this was just the military strain. But then you got to go to college separately yeah. through the GI yeah. benefits. Okay, yep. okay. Yeah. So I, I graduated in nineteen. I know a little bit about military stuff, but not yeah. that much. <laughs> it's like it's always complicated. I doubt that that even happens anymore. Can you imagine like yeah. people getting money to go to college that at that level? Yeah. I I don't know. I I. I Maybe it, maybe they do, <laughs> but, yeah. but that's fascinating. So then, I mean, it's, and I also want to be clear that I'm not trying to convince you to become an artist because it is a burden. <laughs> I think, I think you've got your boundaries set up just I, right. You know, but I, but I find, I find like that it's that passion and it's that same thing that makes me do a podcast and interview people yeah. about art because I want to mm -hmm. talk about art. So I, I really, I respect it. I see you more than any other, any artist that I know, I see you out you know mm -hmm. like i run into you everywhere yeah. you're like non-stop so I, I i'm really impressed with the 
Like you make me feel lazy sometimes. Oh. <laughs> not not in a bad way. I was going to say thank you, but I don't want to make you feel lazy. So <laughs> no, 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 no. It was uh, it, in an aspirational way. You're, I'm like, man, you know. And it's dope that you're like, I mean, you just go out on your own, and you know everybody at this point, so you don't even need to go. Like you're yeah. gonna see people you like. I that wasn't always the case for me, but yeah. I've discovered the pleasure of that. <laughs> it's it's nice going and seeing people that I know and. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's so, it's so, it's both, um, artistically, um, inspiring as well as, you know, socially, I, I love the people that I meet. I like the people that I, that I see everywhere. They're, they're interesting. They're, you know, I love talking to the artists, but you know, also believe it or not, I am, I am not, I am an, an, a, a extrovert in, in training. In other words, I'm yeah. someone who's an introvert. I don't mind going by myself and I'm a, I'm, so I have to literally force myself to talk to people and mm. I have to kind of like, uh, you know, because then I will be like, you know, but I, I, I seem to be, I, I'm, I seem to be doing okay. No, you're doing great. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 like I, that, that's what I, what impresses me so much is that you never get burnt out. Cause that's what happens to me. I'll yeah. go and I'll burn <laughs> for, for a couple of, uh, of months. And then at, that's it. I just I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna like watch movies for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's it is. I'm I'm impressed by the sheer work, you know. And then the fact that you also put out images like of what you like and stuff like, yeah. and put put that thing together. It's it's really it's it's impressive. How often do you post? I post um every um. Every weekend, uh, when I when I go, so you um, don't post throughout the week. You just post when you go out, and yeah. then that's it. Like normally, um, when I go out, I'll depending on you know when I get home, how tired I am, or you know I'll fall asleep on the couch, and then I'll just go to bed, and then the next morning, then that's when I'll start posting. Like normally on Sundays, I post, mm -hmm. or sometimes when I'm busy on a Sunday, then I'll then I'll wait till Monday and I'll post on Monday. And these are your days off. <laughs> yes it's a it's a labor of love it really is it, it like this is literally why i wanted to sit you down because i can't ask you all of these questions <laughs> in the five seconds we see each other at a show yeah but like but i'm really impressed with like i i like look at you i feel like that you love what you do you look like a very content person yeah. especially now that we're talking about the thing that makes you yeah. happy so i love it i love it i mean art is such a miserable process for me sometimes <laughs> You know, it's 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 a struggle. I I understand, and that I that I also appreciate with artists and stuff. They do they they're doing something that a lot of people in, you know, in in the professional you know uh, world would kind of scoffs at. You know, yeah, yeah. you know when when I'm sure if you're you know a lot of parents when they hear their kid wants to be an artist, they're like, no, yeah. you know, oh my god, how are you going to make a living? How are you going to make how are you, how are you going to do this? What are you going to do? Blah, you know, but you know, there, there are ways you can make a living. And I, my, the, the biggest advice I always give artists who are just starting off is this, go where you're loved. And I think that is the most important thing to, to recall go to remember is go where you're loved. And I didn't even, I didn't even, I, I, I won't even get credit for that. The one who taught me that was Matt Gleason, who mm. ran Coagula Curatorial. He's an art dealer. He's the one that got me started curating. That it was that was the first show you got. That was do. the first show I did. Was at Coagula Curatorial. I did a proposal. I did 
a group of artists. I did, you know, a seance. I, I, I want these artists and everything. You did and a seance? It was called seance. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> did you yes. do a seance in the gallery? Was that was no, there a seance performance? No, but I okay. wish we could. I wish it could have done that. That would have been great if I would have thought. But it was, it was a hard time, too, because when I first, the first time I curated, uh, there was a great opening. Um, Matt told me that it was the largest opening that he had ever had at his gallery. The reason why, because they didn't have it like a measurement and stuff, because they went through like four, four big, uh, like like four or five different uh, jugs of um, of sangria, and normally <laughs> they go through maybe one or two, but they did four, and that 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 was how that was the he, metric. That's that was the metric in which he determined that that was the largest opening. I'm, I'm sorry to did. tell you, I, it was actually me. I was there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the same number of people it was just me. Yes, it was just you. Just, you I, just I made up. I, I drank four, <laughs> three things four, of sangria. Yeah, four big that, things. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That the, and then so like, why why do you think that was the show was so successful? Just like because, because I mean, that, even, that's not you now, where yeah. everybody knows you. Like I, actually, people actually knew me. A a oh, lot oh. of people, a lot of people knew me back then too. How many? So you've been curating, you've been doing, going to the shows for twenty years. How how long have you been doing the curation? About ten years. Ten years. Okay. Yes. So then you, that's why you were already, yeah, very well. I was already known because I would go to the Claremont Graduate University um, uh, MFA um, MFA uh, exhibitions. Oh, their okay. their thesis exhibitions. So I would go. And I made a lot of friends and a lot of people. So people already knew me. The faculty already knew me. And so I was already, and then I was already going to uh, open studios at USC and UCLA and mm -hmm. CalArts. So I would meet artists there. And so they would start to know me as well there yeah, too. Yeah. And then I started blogging and I started interviewing artists um we're kindred spirits man yeah <laughs> i didn't know that you interviewed people yeah too. i i started interviewing people on my blog and so my the first one of the first artists i interviewed was alexandra grant oh okay and so oh i want to have her on yeah oh she would be yeah, great yeah yeah yeah. oh she would have so much she'd have so much to talk about and stuff oh, okay great, especially great, great. about her boyfriend wink wink <laughs> you know who her boyfriend is i don't know it's john wick oh really yeah. Oh, that's Alex. I did not know that. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to start. It, but no, that's, no, no. Yeah, that, yeah. It I is mean, in the I, papers and is public. So uh, no, I don't, no, no. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. That, no, but I. I mean, I appreciate you. I mean, I. I appreciate you making the connection for me because I. I just. I know Alexandra Grant as an artist, yeah. and then I also know that John Wick or that Keanu Reeves is dating a painter. I just hadn't made made that connection, so yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I like John Wick a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, I do. Great, great guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. very nice guy. But... I mean, he kills people over dogs, but I yeah. mean, who doesn't? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's that's but, crazy. Yeah, I, that's the other thing you forget. Like, we are in Los Angeles, man. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like that's that's pretty crazy. Um, well, then, okay, can we get into like your all time greatest? Uh, like artists that you just like are that that make you feel something that that you can't like live without like you like oh, wow your desert so, island that is that is that <laughs> is a hard question well no i mean just so... just just things just people that have inspired you like to to get 
into this? Like the, you know. Oh, um, well, first of all, Matt Gleason. Matt Gleason. Matt Gleason has, okay. has inspired me a lot to pursue um, art, pursue curating. Um, he was the one that really got me into focusing on and doing it the right way. Because when I, the, I started curating, but the first time I curated was a, a complete and abject failure. <laughs> And, uh, wait, so the the show? Wait, no, but you, you told us about the show that had yeah, the, it's Seance, and that was that, that was, was the good, one, that was the good one. That was the first good one. Okay, oh, okay, so you weren't counting the first first one. <laughs> yeah, the first first one was called the Invisible Show, and uh -huh. it was um, I had a friend of mine. She was really really enthusiastic, sometimes a little bit overly enthusiastic, and she. She says, oh, I know this, this guy, he's the grandfather of some really big Hollywood director and actor, and he has, he has a warehouse in Chinatown, and he wants to start doing exhibitions and everything like that, and so let's do it. I'm like, okay. So I started getting together all these artists. I had a lot of big, I had a big email list and everything like that, started emailing artists, and I showed to the theme and everything like that. It was called The Invisible Show. And so art dealing with the idea of invisibility. Well, she just got like really, first of all, the, the place was a huge warehouse. So I'm like, okay, I can definitely have some fun with this. But she's like, okay, we'll get food trucks. We'll get live uh. food, live, <laughs> live, uh, paint, live painting. We'll have games. We'll have booths. We'll have this. I'm like, shit, man. I mean, how, how much is this going to co cost? And then the guy... He had a wife and a partner that were really, really greedy. I mean, they were just like, um, they were, I, we, we kind of had an agreement that we were going to do the show and everything like that. Like the next day, I get this call from his partner. And I forgot this partner, but he's like, dude, I'm here up in the mountain. And I'm like, I'm looking above and I'm looking at everything. And I realize in the... And his and so and so's wife agrees with me. We got to make some money off this man because <laughs> because uh, di famous directors and movie studios use our warehouse and they pay us five thousand dollars an hour and wow. we need to make money off this. I'm like, you know, your your boss came to me and wanted me wanted me wanted me to do the show and now you're coming to me. He's like, yeah, we have, well well. We need to make at least ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars. Have you ever made that much on a show? Now I'm curious. I've made zero <laughs> amount of money on the show, and the fact that he had he wanted me to pay for the show—that's normally how it doesn't doesn't work that way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so finally, the next day, I just said and I had a nice professional, um, basically a nice professional fuck off email saying. This is not going to work out and stuff. <laughs> Have a good day, and that that was about it. That was that was the that was that was my first attempt at curating a show. <laughs> was the Invisible Show? Oh man, I'm sorry it went that way. That's crazy though, yeah. dude. That is insane. Like ten grand off yeah. of the show. Yeah. Well, like, he was he was he he got this inspiration from looking down at the mountain that he wanted to make all this money. I'm like, kind of <clears throat> idiot. Yeah. looks down at the mountain he was up in big bear and he was looking down at the mountain stuff i guess at the little people and all the money yeah, that yeah, he yeah. can make off 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 me and stuff like that i'm like you know 
you know that's weird yeah that's so crazy <laughs> i'm glad i haven't come up against anything like that but i've pretty much only been in the small money world so yeah far. i've been in the no money world so. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i'm not not that i'm like in the big money world i'm just saying that like i'm not uh yeah i'm not i don't really have i interact with people that have those kinds of expectations on an on an event that is insane it was yeah what were they gonna how were they gonna make it like what was he he wanted to make the money off of art sales off of alcohol i don't even know both and and, yeah he wanted he wanted a percentage of the sales which there's no guarantee that that any art will sell. But he wanted you to pay up front yeah he wanted me pay the ten thousand twenty thousand dollars up front and then my my friend, she, she I was like, how are we gonna pay for all the food you know, trucks, for all the food <laughs> trucks and the 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 live painting and everything and all that stuff and all the all the st- street art and everything like that? And she's like, I don't know. Well, I don't, well, <laughs> you might want to think about how. We're well, gonna- it seems like you were destined to do this because you knew this was not like even yeah. in the first tri- time out, it was not. Uh... <laughs> yes, but. Um, but Mac Gleason is one of the people that that inspires me. Um, who else? Um, Jerry Saltz. I love Jerry Saltz. Okay. Um, Jerry Saltz is amazing. He's a he's a great guy. I've met him a couple times, and believe it or not, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, back in I think it was either 2015 or 2017, I was. Oh no, it was 2017. I was at. I I did. I went to New York. For the Whitney Biennial, oh, and wow. it was the first Biennial that I did a review for Art and Cake for. Oh wow! And so I did. You're a- like legit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and- I just this is how I think of myself. That fact that I know you means that you can't be that famous, but you're doing pretty good for yeah. yourself. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. It was 2015. 2015. It was, it was 2015, and and he and I was at an opening at this gallery called Canada, uh-huh. and it was the opening for Jason Fox. Who's an artist? I think that that's represented by uh, David Kordansky. Um, okay. So they re- they represent them in New York. So I was at the opening, and I approached uh, Jerry. Jerry was there, and I said, "My name is Mario Vasquez. I, you know, I'm a huge admirer of your work and everything like that." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of you." Oh wow, that's like, pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I never met Jerry Saltz. I've never heard of I. You know. But apparently that's also had, pretty, that's also really cool of him. You know, like yeah. he, he could, he didn't have to do that. He didn't, he did not have to do that. He did not have yeah. to tell me anything. He could have just told me to fuck off for all, yeah, yeah, for yeah. all I, for all purposes. But he just, he said he'd heard of me. That's heard, awesome. I, I was just like, uh, I was just floored. I was like, Oh, thank you. And we talked for a while <laughs> and everything. And so, yeah, Jerry Saltz is one of the, one of these, uh, one of these people that I admire greatly. Um, Christopher Knight, I've always, I've always admired his, his, his uh his art criticism i've been i've been reading his 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 work since i was a kid mm-hmm. since i was in my 20s or even before that and he got he really got me into uh into looking at art so wow yeah so those were those are like the three big big ones nice yeah and then but i mean in terms of like uh movements and uh and and stuff like that like you you like the 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 baroque what else well you know what believe it or not i like the baroque and i like the rococo for the longest time until um i really started getting into modern and contemporary art and um one of the one of the people that got in one of the people that got me into modern and contemporary art 
was Amelia Jones. Oh, okay. And Amelia Jones is a professor right now at USC. Mm-hmm. Back when I went, she was also a professor at UC, UC Riverside. And my upper, div, my upper division uh, course in art in contemporary art was taught by her. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. She was, she just really got me into it and really got me into contemporary art. And so I started going to MOCA for the first time. I started going to LACMA. I went to the Lannan Foundation and it was the first time I ever saw the work of Gary Simmons, oh, wow. who right now has a, a, a solo show at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago. And I saw his eraser drawings and I was just blown away and just completely admired. Um, completely um, inspired by you know the depth and the intellect and the the the, the real intelligence of his work, um, so it just it just flowered from there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what really got me what got me into contemporary art because my my art prior to taking Amelia Jones's course course was quite conservative. I did not like modern art at all. I, I was wow. very much, I was very much, you know, uh, into the Renaissance and Baroque and, uh, you know, the, you know, I wouldn't even go into the contemporary or modern art, uh, sections of LACMA or anything wow. like that. I was, you know, I was very much into the, you know, the Spanish and the Dutch and the Italians and the, you know, the, the French, uh, prior to, uh, you know, like 1800 or so. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And then what like okay, for artists <clears throat> that are maybe listening to this, how would you like cuz I'm I'm somewhat versed in like what are the like what are the big 5 galleries? Do you are you well like do you know the art world as a whole that m- probably I feel like you might more than yeah. me because I'm like I'm mostly not like keeping the- up Five art galleries. The, 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 like the, the, the big five. So it would be like Hauser and Worth. Hauser and Worth. Yes, Hauser and Worth. Um, David Zwerner. Zwerner. Um, Blum and Poe. Okay. Um, Blum and Poe's International? Yeah. They're, okay. they're in Seoul. They're uh, in Seoul and okay. New York. Um, uh, David Kordansky. Mm-hmm. They're in New York as well, too. Yeah. Um, Regan Projects. Really? I would put them at the, up there. Yeah. So then these are the, the galleries that show the artists that end up being also shown in museums, right? Yes. Um, but also I would add there's a number of galleries that are really, are, are really um, emerging and are, 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 are actually showing their strength as well, too. I put Night Gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would, Ni- would you consider- Nicodem, Suzanne Vilmetter. Are they? Would you say that those are on the same level as as the? I mean, I, and I as don't mean the, as like the big as, as like, the as the Hauser and Worth. I I I'm not. I don't mean that in yeah. any negative way. I don't want to yeah. offend the galleries. <laughs> I'm trying to get a lay of the land because I I, th- I feel like you have this information. You, you know what? I I it it's hard to say. I mean, they don't have like the kind of presence like um like a David Zwerner or Hauser or Jeffrey Deitch. Because um, I know that Hauser and Worth, or I've heard that the Hauser and Worth here in LA doesn't make money. Like it, it, it functions at a loss. Is is my understanding? Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about the. I haven't heard anything about the financial aspects of of but the galleries. They, they, there's just so much of a benefit. I mean, or whatever. It's not as it, it might not be like functioning yeah. at a loss because obviously they have Mark Bradford and they they have pretty big artists. I'm, yeah. What I'm saying is that like it's not their their 
big bread and butter is what is my understanding. Yeah. I, I don't want to say who I, who I heard this from. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry about it. don't worry about it. I, I but I but uh, but 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 it's interesting even like that on a business level like that a gallery. The reason that I ask is is night gallery on the same level is that like. Uh, you know, like Night Gallery is awesome. It's one of my favorite places, and yeah, and and uh, Nicodem and all all the spots that you mentioned. Mm, yeah. I would I would say that they're like aspirationally high tier. Yeah. But then, are they showing the same kind of people that Hauser and Worth is, or are they showing more? Like, is it a more of an emerging crowd? Um, I think I think it's a little bit of both. Okay, so they you do know? have access to yeah. the to the big heavy hitter. Artists. Yeah, they they I I'd say they yes they they do. Uh, these galleries do. Um, I know, uh, Bill Metter just showed Rob Pruitt, mm-hmm. who's, who's, uh, an, an amazing, uh, African-American black artist. He's, he's, he's definitely hot. Um, they, they have, um, he also had, they also have, oh God, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but, um, all I know is, is that these artists are also showing in museums and all mm-hmm. over the world. And yeah, yeah, so they're yeah. and, and in collections as well too. So I would say, you know, you can, I, I, it's hard to say what the top five is are because they're, they're, there's each, each gallery has their own strength and each gallery has their own um, way of, of presenting itself. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough call. And you know, the, LA has such a has such a, a a rich gallery scene now, um, but I I think there is um, I think we've lost some things in the last twenty years that that I don't think um, that that the galleries coming from New York over here or the galleries from here going to New York I think we've lost um, we've lost some we've lost a few things I think we've lost a little bit of the the idea of experimentation and and bit freedom mm-hmm. you know if if you ever went to the the openings on chunking road circa 2005 or so those those were they were doing performances and they were they were doing art out in the streets yeah, yeah. and they were they were they were they were they were bold and daring and that i think we're we're lo- we're losing that kind of daring and 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 boldness that defined the LA art scene in the 1990s and 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 into the 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's my that's my big fear about the 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 growth of the LA art scene as far as the galleries and the big international names coming in to um, into LA is that we're losing that kind of um, gusto and and sense of experimentation yeah that's a that's an interesting point especially because i got i moved here around like 2003 no around 2008 which at that point people were already talking about how uh uh, chunking road was like kind of dying out a little bit it just died all of a sudden yeah and then it uh, became when i moved here was culver city yes is it still bumping like that because it's they have a blum and post still right Yes, Blum and Poe, and then maybe a few more galleries, but they don't have the kind of gallery scene that they had in Culver City. Yeah, yeah. It's it, Culver City is is definitely LAX. died di- died out. LAX is gone. Yeah. Um, Philip Martin, um, or it used to be Cherry and Martin, but uh, Philip Martin um, moved to Glassell Park, 
Yeah. Um, so they're not there anymore. That whole, I mean, I used to live there and I got gentrified out of there. My rent as, yeah. as a resident went up $300 <laughs> in yeah. one month. So I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it got, you know, um, you know, the, 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 the galleries that were once part of that whole, uh, Culver city scene just got, um, they built the train, the blue line to the, to the beach and it just made it unsustainable because yeah. back when I moved in. Yeah. It it was like it was sort of the baddish neighborhood that mm -hmm. was kind of coming up. Yeah. Like you know, it wasn't. It was. It hadn't mm -hmm. quite gotten there. As soon as that train, yeah, I, I, remember, I was so naive. I had. I was coming from Miami, so it was. It, there's nothing. No gentrification on the same scale. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there might be now, but uh, I I was like, oh my god, we're gonna have this train. <laughs> I was so excited, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it see, it's so funny. It seems like that train, whether it be the yellow line or the blue line or the any of these lines and stuff, actually destroyed. They it destroyed Bergamon Station. Yeah. And it probably destroyed Culver City too, and so uh, that 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 whatever they were hoping that it would become was was obliterated by the by that whole by the like you said gentrification and the rents going up. As well as you know the idea of what they call Silicon Beach, yeah, where a lot of tech uh, tech firms were moving in as well too. So that also especially in uh, Playa del Rey, Playa del, oh, Playa del Rey, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, Bert, Bert I was a West Sider, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have not been in ages. I haven't been to Culver City. In fact, I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go meet somebody out there uh, pretty soon to like uh, to. Uh, delicious pizza in West Adams. Ooh, yeah, that's a, that's a good place. Yeah, it's yes. been so long. Yeah, like you know, and the Culver Hotel's kind of cool too. Yeah, I used to like live right there, right there, and and walk around. It was nice, but yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, the nice thing was that I could just walk to the, you know, or it it wasn't that far of a drive, and I would go have drinks at the Mandrake. Mm -hmm. We just drop in L.A. <laughs> yes, that that is that is an institution in yeah. L.A. It's got the Mandrake. Yeah. Absolutely. But the the yeah the the Culver Culver City died. Uh, China Art Objects, which went from Chinatown to Culver City, and then they closed. And unfortunately, oh yeah, that's right. I yeah. remember them. Yeah, and uh, and so now you know. Um, so there, there's uh, the I think the, the only big gallery is Blum and Poe. Honor Fraser is still there, and uh, that that's it. That was those are those are the and then oh yeah, um, there's that one gallery on. Right next door to Honor Fraser, and unfortunately, I cannot remember the name off the top of my head. But um, he's been there for for a long time. He took the old Lax space as well. Too. Oh, that was a good space. Yes, um, there was. I mean, those those that was like a pretty solid. Yeah, you know. I mean, I moved specifically to Culver City because that's I knew that yeah. that was like happening, and it's so sad that. Is there anything like the is the closest thing the uh, night gallery Francis uh, Francois Gabali Francois Gabali and um, Nicodem is that like the closest like most efficient way of seeing like like one stop shop because uh, uh, then there's Cirrus is there too right Yeah actually the 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 area to go to is Hollywood Hollywood still Yes it's, so that's so you have Jeffrey Deitch then you have up the street is Lisson. Okay. Then you have Jeffrey Deitch too. Um, you have Regan Projects is right up there. Tanya Badakhtar. Then you also have um, very small fires. Diane mm. Rosenstein. 
Um, you're going to have Marion Goodman coming in. You have Cone Gallery, Sean Kelly. You have within maybe four or five blocks in that area. Oh, um, let's not forget um, The Hole. The Hole, yeah. The Hole. I love The Hole. <laughs> it's such a... It's such a you have so such eclectic and terrific art. Uh, Kat, Kathy uh, Grayson does an excellent job, and Birdie. I love Birdie. Birdie is is uh, Kathy's dog. He's a little um, pom -pom pomeranian. And oh, pomeranians are just um, controllably cute. He's such a he's such a he's such a ham, and he always take he basically takes over. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, the whole I used to love going the whole when I went to New York. And because it's right down the street from the new museum, and I go to the hole, and I'm like, wow, every every show I go is just is is out of the park. I mean, such really really great um, painters and such eclectic works. And then they open a space here, and and I I've not looked back since. It's it's just such a great space and great gallery. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Anything that I haven't really asked you about that you want to get out? I, I, cause I mean, I can keep, I, I, oh, it's I'm like, like, we can, I, I didn't think this was going to last an hour, but we have been, we have been over, yeah, we have, we've, we've been <laughs> a, a little over an hour. I, I don't know exactly how long it is, but, um, but, uh, what's it called? Yeah. I mean, I'd love, I, I, I love talking to you. I, I kind of also feel like this is like, if I let you out the door, it's my last chance to like get a pick your brain, <laughs> which is not true. But like, um, but but what like in fact, what you just gave me about like the, the you have information inside your brain that is really like pertinent to people that don't do the research that you do daily of like knowing what shows are up. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean. You already named more galleries in this episode than I know. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know of region and I know of like uh, you, you know Jeffrey Dyke and all of that, yeah. but I don't think I've ever even been there. You know, yeah, Jeffrey, you've never been to Jeffrey Dyke? No. Nope. Oh wow, yeah, you got that whole. It's uh, Santa Santa Monica Boulevard and Highland. Okay. And then there's you know there's a couple blocks. There's Steve Turner right by right nearby too. Um, no, that, that whole, sounds amazing. Yeah, that whole area you can spend a good day going, um, exploring galleries and going gallery hopping in that one area. And um, Lisson just moved there a few months ago, and they had a, a an excellent show by Carmen Herrera, um, Brazilian ab uh, abstract um, sculptor. And then uh, right now, unfortunately, I can't name I can't name off the top of my head, but. Um, I think they may have just closed, so now they're they're just preparing. All the galleries right now are pretty much closed right now, and they're just preparing for the next uh, for the gallery season to start in a couple weeks. What's the season? Ooh, season. Uh, this this the season starts at the beginning of September. Okay. So because the summer is just kind of like no one wants to leave. No yeah, one, no every, one wants to be in. everyone's at the art fairs or everyone's on vacation, yeah, so it's yeah. it's kind of like a time for when the galleries decide that they're going to they're going to go on vacation, go on hiatus. That's why you get a lot of group shows. Yeah. Summer group shows happen beginning in June, July, and August. They have certain events, but they're not they're not a part of their 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 program and then all of a sudden boom, September comes and that's when they start um and, and then it dies down around what? Uh, about spring? June. June. About, about oh, June. June. Yeah. June. Okay. Yeah, so it basically goes from September to uh middle of June. And, and then, then 
and then it's just on there then that's when things start slowing down cool man yeah well i i this has been a delight i really i i you're you i feel like you are a resource <laughs> and i hope that like doesn't a, make you like make a you real feel, encyclopedia like, yeah <laughs> like i mean you're a person but you're also very very knowledgeable it's mm -hmm. like i mean i'm just gonna every time you i see you now i'm gonna ask you stuff i'm gonna try to like have questions for you yeah. because i i think that you i mean i feel like i honestly have a clearer picture of like the la art scene yeah. and i've been at it for like not 10 years or, or not not 20 years but at you yeah. know like in the 10 year range yeah yeah it's kind of hard for me to believe that it was like oh my god i, I got I it's also this. hard to believe we're that old fuck yeah that too that <laughs> yes that because like you've lived it but you can't you can't you know yeah, it, it seems like it, it seems like it was it was yesterday yeah. it was it doesn't seem like it was very very long ago this is the my favorite trip is like trying to remember what it was actually like in the 90s not like the nostalgia of the 90s but just like actually like yeah what the experience of living in the 90s was like and like like i don't know anyway it, it uh, and so uh mario's art world uh at, at mario's art world on instagram yep Mar you your blog i blog and that's it's it's um mario's art world dot blogs dot blogspot.com okay and then anything else that we can promote for you except well, for the show, show which I, I will be there uh, yeah uh, uh, uh september september 12th yeah so this uh, tuesday uh, today's uh, sunday la tuesday. la mission college from five to nine o'clock so if a bit if you leave la at seven you'll get there like by seven thirty, and then you can enjoy the show enjoy the food and they're gonna have a dj and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a nice party yeah yeah no and i know some or i know one of the artists and I, I and i know you have great taste because i see your show so or your 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 thing your uh instagram so i'm definitely excited to see it and it's gonna be nice to see emily because i haven't seen her yeah she she gave me a huge bump <laughs> yeah show i is, love the show's doing she gave me a huge bump and i want to thank her in person and be like thank you for your episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like she is a very generous person too so uh yeah uh well thank you so much You're and welcome. then it's my pleasure oh dude this is i uh, know the pleasure's all on this side uh welcome uh, so w i'm i'm reintroducing the show welcome to what's my thesis no uh we'll be back next week with another guest and another topic that may or not be that may or may not be art related mm. all right